Happy July 4th weekend, A's fans, and welcome to the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today there was a, uh, a COVID memo that came out uh, with all of the players that have tested positive and all the ones that have not tested positive. Uh, I'll go into, you know, what that means for a baseball season, and then uh, that, that'll be the first half is reading the memo and taking it at face value, and then the uh, second half will be... The other stuff that I've been seeing around the Twitters today and uh, how, how that could relate to having a baseball season. So uh, that's going to be it for today. Um, I think I'm going to just push the, the Matt Chapman trade thing because, one, we might have a baseball season and I don't need to like come up with speculation at this point. And uh, two, it, it's not a happy topic. So let's, uh, let's hold off on that until we're searching for ideas. Also, before I forget, we are brought to you by rockauto.com today. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and uh, find out for yourself. So, uh, yeah, before I get into reading the memo and everything, uh, please follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send them over to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Yeah, so let's get into it. Let's read this memo. Pulling up the memo right now, and boom, news release. Uh, this is for immediate release, so you know that it's important, or that, you know, just release it whenever. It's fine. So, uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association announced first COVID-19 test results. And it goes. Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association jointly announced today that the first result for the COVID-19 testing conducted as part of the mandatory intake screening process under Major League Baseball's COVID-19 health monitoring and testing plan. Well, that's a lot of stuff that they don't need to say. Uh, Prior to the workouts for uh, full baseball activities that are beginning today. Basically, these are our test results is what they want you to know. Um, the independent Utah laboratory has reported the, uh, the results through the first week of intake testing. Bullet point one. Uh, the total number of positive tests is 38, which is 1.2% of the 3,185 total samples collected and tested. So that's the number that everybody's focusing on is that 1.2%, which is uh, arguably a really good number. Uh, I know that you know, people that are testing positive right now across the country are in the five and a half range. I, I believe that's the last one that I saw. Um, so 1.2 is really good. Uh, it might even be higher than five at this point for the country. Um, so that's a plus. Uh, also, 31 of the 38 positive tests were players and seven are staff members. And then also 19 different clubs have had one or more individuals test positive during intake testing. So these are all the takeaways from, you know, the three bullet points that they provided us. It seems like a really short statement and not terribly thorough. But, you know, if you take it on its face value, it, it looks positive, right? And you got 1.2% of the players and that's 38 players spread over 30 teams. Uh, that, that's a little bit over one per team. And if you got a 60 player pool, you're looking like you could have a season, especially if these are the tests that happen before you get into the bubble. And if everybody's on their P's and Q's, once you get into the bubble, then there shouldn't be any more tests, right? So this is like the baseline that we have created here at 1.2% or 38 players or, uh, 38 positive tests. Um, so that's, that's good news. Uh, on its face, there's a lot more that could happen, which I'll get into in the second half, and uh, also why these numbers are kind of weird. It's hard not to be optimistic about this, especially when everything around baseball has been so pessimistic lately. 
And as I was saying last week, you know, th this is the test that we were waiting for to see if there was a, an actual, you know, I know that three or more is an outbreak on a, on a team, but, you know, if the pandemic had reached Major League Baseball to a degree, because if this number was at like five or six percent or even higher than that, you, you could legitimately start questioning whether or not there should be a season. With these numbers right here, you're like, OK, we, we can move forward and, you know, keep uh, keep tabs on how things are going. But it's definitely a moving forward point as opposed to, um, you know, should we even be doing this point? So I, I know that there, there's definitely uh, still reservations about whether or not we should be doing this. But, um, you know, the numbers indicate that it looks okay so far. Um, also today, Mike Trout said that he is expressing reservations about whether or not to play this season. And, uh, you know, some baseball writers that I mentioned on the last podcast, Bob Nightingale and John Heyman, were expressing a wild, you know, uh, like, why would he do this? And uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for the last month, I've said on not every episode, but most of them, I don't think Mike Trout's playing this year. His wife is pregnant. His wife is due next year or uh, next month. Why would he play? It it's his it's their firstborn child. He has to be around for that stuff. And also, giving birth in a pandemic not that fun, you guys. Giving birth in general not fun, but in a pandemic, no, no. You gotta be there. I'm sorry. You can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna go. He's not fighting in a war. He's playing a baseball game during a pandemic. It's fine. He can miss the season. And just to be clear, I'm not saying this because Mike Trout is in the AL West with the A's. I'm saying this because, uh, you know, people are people. And uh, it's not that I don't want to face Mike Trout. I love watching Mike Trout play. He's amazing. But there are more important things than playing a baseball game during the pandemic. I'm sorry. So if he, if anybody decides, you know, like uh, Ian Desmond opted out for, you know, a lot of reasons. And uh, his Instagram post was beautiful. If, if that's the reason why you want to sit out, do it. I we should not be passing judgment on anybody, uh, especially the two shills for the owners that uh, I have mentioned the last uh, couple of episodes here. Yeah, uh, we don't need to be passing judgment. I'm sorry. That's not how this works. Um, also, uh, Bob Nightingale tweeted out something. He's like, oh, Joe Madden, the new manager for the Angels, in case you had forgotten, because baseball hasn't been played in a while. Uh, Joe Madden said that if you can't you know, follow the protocols, then you shouldn't be playing baseball this year. And that's what his tweet said. But if you actually read the article, it was like, yeah, no, I mean, we, we all feel like it, it was not that at all. He, he was not uh, judging people or, you know, all that stuff. He said, if you choose to be here and, you know, and, and play during the pandemic, you have to follow the rules. And if you can't do that, then you don't then you shouldn't be here as opposed to just get out if you can't handle it. Um, yeah, I, I thought that it was funny that. Bob Nightingale misrepresented his own article. It was probably on purpose because this gets more clicks. But uh, yeah, that's disingenuous and he's a terrible reporter. Don't follow Bob Nightingale. He's only good if you want to laugh at him. Um, so on that note, let's talk about Rock Auto. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you are familiar with rockauto.com. They are a family-owned business that serves auto parts customers, and they do it online, which is their big distinction point between, you know, Craigan or whoever and rockauto.com because they give you the power to go online and pick 
any car part you want from any manufacturer and uh, you have more more choices and you could do it in your budget it's not like hey this one's going to cost you $400 and this is the only one we have rockauto.com you can go search around on your own and that is amazing um, yeah so that's uh, that's basically go to rockauto.com if you like choices and low prices and you know uh, all that good stuff so yeah rockauto.com is where you need to go for your car parts uh, needs uh, I know that we're not using our cars a whole ton right now, but uh, maybe you're into, uh, you know, rebuilding your car. Maybe you can get like uh, some wood panels for your car. I don't know. Maybe they got those. Uh, I have not actually searched wood panels for cars yet. Uh, th- those would look fucking great on my Honda Fit. So I am actually going to go to rockauto.com and look for wood panels for my Honda Fit, which I'm leasing. I don't know if I should do that. Um, that's enough about my car. Anyways, go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck and maybe wood panels. Uh, write the code locked on in the how did you hear about us section and uh, then they'll know that we sent you. Uh, that's as simple as it gets. So basically, rockauto.com is where you go if you want amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. Full disclosure, after uh, after reading that ad, I definitely went to rockauto.com to see if they had wood panels. And uh, unfortunately, they do not. I did not see any in my quick search. Uh, they do have winches. If you need a winch, they got winches. $75 for a winch. Rockauto.com. <laughs> Anyways, can you tell that I don't know that much about cars? Uh, I feel like it's kind of obvious. I don't. But um, yeah, wood panels. Those are fun. I like. I can do accessories all day. The actual parts themselves, who's to say? Anyways, uh, rockauto.com has great stuff. Um, yeah, so let's get into the second part of this episode with all of the other things that are happening around um, the press release that Major League Baseball put out. Um, first and foremost, both uh, Tom Hadricourt of the uh, the Brewers beat writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, I believe, and uh, Susan Slusser of the Chronicle, they both reported that uh, both the Brewers and A's uh, numbers are not fully incorporated into the uh, the one point two percent of players that tested positive. Uh, they're still waiting for some results, so uh, that denominator is going to change, and also maybe the numerator. So uh, it, the number could go lower, could go higher. It, I mean, one positive test changes that percentage a whole bunch, you would think. So uh, it's a little odd that they were like, let's get these results out there real quick because uh, we don't know what the actual results are going to be. But uh, these ones make us look really good. And uh, that is some fishy stuff that uh, base, Major League Baseball has seemingly been pulling for uh, the last six months. So that's not great. I mean, the numbers that we have been shown look really good, but they're not really representative of the entire sample that uh, is Major League Baseball, the players and the staff. So it it feels as though they're trying to, you know, uh, sweeten the pot a little bit or, you know, grease the wheels and all that stuff with these uh, numbers that they put out there. And uh, not not a big fan, but uh, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Maybe in a week or two, we'll be like, hey... I mean, especially because this is going to be the baseline of, you know, this is where you want to be. And if you go, you know, if you go to like the uh, the national average from here, you're like, oh, crap, there's a huge outbreak. So it'll be weird to release these numbers when they make you look good initially, but then they could definitely hurt you in the long run. So I don't understand that whatsoever. 
And to that point, uh, Nick Groke, who is the Rockies beat writer for The Athletic, tweeted out with the you know MLB Communications uh, tweet, these numbers seem like horseshit. Testing isn't yet complete, which is, you know, what everybody else has been saying. Uh, players are not fully accounted for. There is no time element except for first week, and that's in quotes. Uh, was this the first week after the season was announced? So last week, but not this week. Are positives from before intake included? Uh, and these are all, you know, valid questions. Uh, it says the first week, but when, when did that start? Was it today? Because I don't think that's how that works. And if these aren't necessarily, this is not him, this is me speaking now. If these aren't necessarily the most up-to-date numbers, then is it actually safe to be having players reporting to camp where they could be asymptomatic? Uh, Tommy Pham just came out and said that he has uh, COVID-19 and he was asymptomatic. So uh, he's been in quarantine and all that stuff. So if these players are asymptomatic and they are still able to spread the disease, but they have not been, you know, tested and said that they have uh, tested negative or positive or anything like that, we don't have results for them, then uh, it seems a little bit strange that you're just going to, you know, like, hey, we're going to throw you guys all in here and uh, hopefully nobody gets it because we tested you guys a week ago or two weeks ago. We don't know because the uh, memo was very vague, if you think about it. They were like, oh, the, uh, and most of the statement other than the numbers was this is, you know, how we test and why we test, and this is part of this testing and blah, 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 and then here are the numbers. It wasn't, uh, we conducted these tests two weeks ago, we got the results yesterday, here are what they mean. Uh, they were not forthcoming with that information, which is not what you want to be seeing when uh, really the details are what are going to keep players safe, players and staff safe. Um, and if you're not going to focus on the details in a memo, how are you going to focus on the details in a ballpark? That doesn't make it, it. You're not on the right track if you think of it that way. So to reiterate, the numbers look good, but I don't, it doesn't feel as though we're getting the full story here, especially with, you know, the brewers and A's at least not being included in uh, the feedback and whatnot, at least to a full extent. They might have uh, partial results, may have, you know, three quarters of the results. We don't know because that stuff's not being released. And, that's kind of the problem right there. Um, also, I got to go. The, the replies on this Nick Grook tweet are fucking great. One person says, dude, it says first week of intake testing results. So no, not before intake, not the second week. And the players that haven't showed up, is MLB supposed to wait until every single player personnel is on site and tested to release results? Maybe use your brain next time before you tweet. I don't think that that's what Nick Grook was asking for. I think he was just asking for more transparency. Like, when was this taken? Like, what is the date these were taken? Now, this was the first intake. That doesn't tell me anything. First intake could have been last year. I First intake, cool. Uh, I always love when people get very chesty. And also, this person also uh, tagged uh, by McCullough, uh, Andy McCullough, who also works for The Athletic, I believe. And uh, he's been around with, I think he does the Dodgers now, or he did the Dodgers, and now he's just general MLB. I don't know why he tagged Andy McCullough, but I thought that was really funny um, because Andy McCullough does not give a fuck about this guy's opinion. Um, so anyways, also somebody else tweeted out, gotta love uh, quote unquote journalists with an agenda used to be harder to detect. Now it's super easy. The Corona fear porn sees no limits. These guys yearn to push the uh, COVID-19. We were all going to die. It's nauseatingly. It's it's nauseatingly and exhausting. So, you know, that's good English, first off. Second off, I'm not seeing the agenda here. Maybe if I'm wrong, please let me know. 
But the agenda being, I just want more information so I can, you know, report on the actual facts and not just be like, ah, this is what they said. Ha ha ha. Uh, Because that's not reporting. That's just reiterating. That's like what I used to do over at Fansided, where you take a report and then you just write about it and give your opinion. He He's trying to do the journalistic work here. And I assume that he tweeted this after making calls and not getting any information because he's a journalist. And I'd also like to mention that I'm assuming that this journalist is getting replies from these people who uh, have been going around telling people that are wearing masks to not be sheep and not just be, you know, force-fed lies and blah, blah, blah. Coronavirus is a hoax. But then uh, they were like, hey, yeah, the coronavirus uh, cases are kind of low. And they were like, ah, no, you got to re- believe the reports. And I apologize. I don't know what these voices I'm doing today are, but uh, hey, I'm having fun. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it there before I find... Uh, some some other weird voices uh, out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, we're going to call it a day. We're going to call it a week. I will be back next week to talk more A's baseball. Uh, players are reporting soon, so that's awesome. Uh, also, actually, no, I, I wanted to get to this real quick. Uh, Marcus Samian seems to be a great leader, and he's making sure that the players are on board with uh, doing everything that they need to to make sure that uh, nobody gets sick on the A's. So uh, good job, Marcus Samian. That's all I really wanted to say uh, since I'm doing the outro and I'm speaking quickly. So uh, go, Marcus Samian. Hopefully, you know, we don't get any bad news about ace players or you know any other players at all and if somebody wants to sit out don't judge them for it it's their life not yours get out of here it costs nothing to mind your own damn business um so on that note follow us on social media at lockdown a's on twitter and instagram i am at by jason b on twitter you can also email us any questions that you may have to lockedonathletics at gmail.com and i do notice the irony in telling people to mind their own damn business and then asking them to follow us on social media But hey, what are you going to do? So uh, yeah, uh, follow us on the socials if you can. Uh, That would be lovely. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, wherever you get podcasts, we're there. Uh, And you can even tell your smart device, be like, hey, uh, Alexa or Google or whoever, uh, play Locked On A's podcast. And it'll play. And then you'll be like, hey, I know that voice. He's weird. Um, So anyways, uh, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing your masks. And I will talk to you guys next week. (laughs) 